You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Well, if it was in the case of me, I'm not listening to this show. I don't listen to anything I ever put my stupid voice on. Um, But you're listening to Real Crime. As in you, the beautiful pot-bellied listener out there. Mm. Well, maybe not a pot-belly. Dad bod is what it's called now. That's the politically correct term. Yeah, now it's dad bod. What the fuck is that? Uh, It's a dad bod. It's like a dad body. Oh, dad. I thought you said like dad bod. I'm like, that sounds like an insect to me. What the hell is that? (laughs) Almost sounds like a band to me. Dad Dad bod. Dad bod. That'd be actually a cool ass band name, to be honest. Actually, I'm going to steal that shit. (laughs) Dad bod. When did that come out? A couple years years ago. ago. Where the hell was it? I'm not a dad, and I have a freaking dad bod. I know I got a fucking barrel bod. Um, okay, so, well, you know, that's also assuming that all of you have pot bellies, and that's not the case. Um, that's really bad on my part, too. To generalize the entire audience like that, I'm such a freaking bigot. I'm so, I'm so terrible. I'm, I'm horrible. You're a um, Trump supporter. Oh, I know oh, you are. My oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. I knew it was coming. I'm going to get up yep. and walk out of this studio. You keep talking. Those are fighting <laughs> words, brother. Mm-mm. This is Real Crime, uh, episode number 48. We're and getting up there, y'all. We're all kind of steaming tonight. I, I, we, I, I know I walked in and I saw it on everybody's face in the studio here. We're all a little burnt, and I really feel burnt. And, yeah, H.U. commented on that. I do have my... 7-Eleven coffee. I know, at 10 o'clock uh, at night. Woo. Yeah, um, there's never... That's pushing a, it. I, I, but I got to power through this thing, and I didn't want... This week is going to be a fucking riot, so I had to be here for this. What did you break now, Chris? I didn't break anything. What would you do? What are we levels. doing, Chris? What levels? The levels are beautiful. Turn Heather up a little bit. Oh, me? Just, can you put a little? Can Jeez. you put a little bit more lisp on my voice? No. <laughs> <laughs> I could put a little bit more tip on your voice yeah. if little, you want. <laughs> so yeah. That'll give you a lisp. <laughs> Goddamn. If you want, I can give you a little jizz on your chin. <laughs> and we're off. And we are off. Uh, the other five you know, minutes into it. The other, jizz. the other, the, the other <laughs> vaguely male voice that's next to mine is Mr. Chris, of course, here in the studio. In the corner is the, the lovely Michelle. Hello. And right next to me here in reaching distance <laughs> is the lovely H. Hello. And we have a very fun, packed, adventure-ridden week yes, show you. for you this week. But here's the thing. Chris looks like crap right now. <laughs> he looks so rough. Uh, black eye. He came in here on a crutch. I don't know what the hell happened with that. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's got bloody knuckles. Uh, Dude, they plunged me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he looks like he came from a United Airlines flight. Oh! <laughs> there that's we that, go. That's that topical comedy. Chris has I been just out. learned about that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> We've got something topical for you. <laughs> Chris has been out on the street wrecking motherfuckers, dude. Tearing heads off. Slapping bitches. Pipping the hose. It's an NWA line, isn't it? But I, I wasn't very successful this week because there's like really almost no news. Like well, that's this why was you look really like shit. Gig. Yeah, yeah. You lost the fight. <clears throat> I lost really the got fight out there, Chris. 
Well, um, Ghost in the Shell actually did really well at the foreign box office this weekend, which they were expecting it to kind of flop everywhere, and it actually pulled in an additional $41 million at the foreign Mm -hmm. box office. So it's actually looking like it might make back its production budget and the money they spent on promoting the movie. Good. So, you know, it wasn't as bad as everybody made it out to sound. It kind of flopped because of word of mouth yeah. word of mouth yeah. and people you know getting involved in this stupid social justice bullshit yeah for what real. okay i haven't followed that close but i have heard some of the rumblings of the social justice issue around this film can somebody i don't want to go too long on this but can some, someone flesh this out for me just for my own intellectual intake right now anybody you want to take uh, it there's the whitewashing thing okay uh there's yeah that they all speak English and except for one person. Uh, I guess that's it. Really, okay. it's just right. the whitewashing. Okay. That's the most prominent one that I know. But the movie explained the whitewashing. Yeah, you know, throughout like the film, you understand white. why they're more Caucasian, or at least why the main character is so. Okay. But anyways, so okay. it's looking like it's doing a little bit better. It's like about. 124 million or 125 million total good, for, good for the them. worldwide tally so it far. It really wasn't so, that bad. It really I enjoyed wasn't. it. I really liked it. I want to see it. I'll buy the Blu-ray. Yep. Um, supposedly, we're getting a big Star Wars announcement tomorrow on Good Morning America. I believe they might be showing the new trailer on Ooh. Good Morning America for Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. Goody. Tomorrow. Yeah, I'm super yeah. geeked for that. Um, the Thor Ragnarok trailer was released today. And it looked pretty damn cool. Yeah. What about Shia LaBeouf's movie? Oh. <laughs> He's got a new movie coming out. I had out. to throw it out there. Shia LaBeouf had this movie that... Um, Man Down. Man Down that came out like yeah. to VOD, and it got an international release, but it was only released in like one or two theaters domestically. Yeah. Like in one foreign city, I can't remember where the it was. UK. Yeah, the, the UK, yeah, it sold one ticket. <gasps> it got well, it got the three. I thought one ticket. Really? Yeah, and then the next day it sold two. So it sold it three like tickets. Like his mom bought a ticket. Or yeah, something. his mom's like, I'm gonna yeah. fly over there and buy a ticket. The thing is, it's actually a really, really good movie. Man it makes down. absolutely no sense huh. that it. Do they just didn't promote it. They, I was going to say, did they not promote it? Yeah, there was nothing behind it. There's nothing behind it. And the movie cost like nothing to make. When you watch huh. the movie, you're like, oh, yeah, this was probably, you know, a $10 million movie. It's not huh. a huge budget thing. Um, it's more of like a psychological thriller. Yeah. You would like it. Yeah. I know you would like it. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I love Shia LaBeouf. He could do no wrong, really, in so my So do book. I. Um, I think he's awesome. And then last little bit is Prison Break came back yeah. Yeah. last How week. Yeah, how is it? And it's really good. Really? Like, it's... We followed that show religiously. Yeah. We watched it every Monday night after 24, the whole four years that it was on. And the first episode was actually way better than anything they did yeah. in season three or four. Um, the only issue I saw with it was, like, Dominic Purcell... He had a really hard time, like, getting back into the role. Hmm. Like, there's this one scene where he's like, Sucre, what are you doing here, man? And it's like, oh, God. Well, probably because they've been, they've been in The Flash and oh, that's right. Legends, Legends of Tomorrow or whatever the hell. Cause, so they've yep. been on the CW forever. Yeah. 
as soon as I saw him in the flash, I was like, what the hell is Prison Break doing on the CW right now? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, because two of them have been on there, right? But seriously, they are. The, the brothers. Um, they, the, they're Captain Cold and uh, I can't remember the guy. Wentworth has, Miller and Dominic Purcell have both been on there. They, they're on there like every episode. Really? Pretty much every episode. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I've got no other real news. Today was really slow. In releases this week, uh, yeah. the two big ones, we've got The Lost City of Z, which I really know absolutely nothing about, other than it's got Charlie Hunnam in it from Sons of Anarchy. He's the main star. And uh, the new Fast and the Furious comes out this week, which is getting fucking pummeled critically. Really? I mean, did they not see the I know, trailer? Did see the, I mean, it the, looks the rock ridiculous. Throws a well, it's funny because when I saw the trailer the first time, they're like in the frozen tundra. And I'm like, God damn, this looks like Die Another Day. And that's what they're comparing it to. They're saying that this Fast and the really? Furious is the worst of the series and that it's the Die Another Day of the entire Fast and the Furious franchise. Wow. Yeah, uh, that they just go so over the top with the action sequences and stuff that... The Rock throwing a torpedo is what made me actually <laughs> want to see it. He fucking chucks a torpedo... That's hilarious. I just it don't is. know how it went from that first movie to like they're the Avengers now. That's yeah. what I don't. Yeah, think. yeah it's they're so they're over the top, and that's what turn. I mean, it's what turns me off. I guess is just that. Is it? Just I love the so movies. I've actually I mean, liked all of them. Wasn't one of them called Tokyo Drift? Yeah. 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 What the fuck's that movie about? I mean, I don't want to spoil it. It's, but I mean, I know what drifting is, and it's a very difficult form of racing for vehicles. Well, it takes talent. But how do you write a movie around that? Well, what Tokyo Drift was is uh, Fast and the Furious came out, then Too Fast, Too Furious. And <laughs> the second Christ. one, people got were kind of like, oh, this sucks. Where are they going to go with it now? Because it kind of ended. So they did Tokyo Drift, and Tokyo Drift was about a totally different character that had nothing to do with the first two movies. So they did a whole like tonal shift. Like, oh, now we're just going to get back into the racing world in Tokyo instead of California. And actually, it's pretty good. It's like my favorite of the series, actually. So... Yeah, <laughs> he's just looking at me like, face. yeah. <laughs> he's like, whatever, you can't sell me on that. They're, They're not going to sell me on that. Nice They're persuasive all... speech. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Way to go. They're you all nearly had me. You nearly had me. <laughs> are they guilty, though? Are you guilty of liking them? Yeah. You are yeah. guilty of oh, liking them? Oh, yeah, no, them? they're a total, like, guilty pleasure for me. Oh, because I don't, I don't know, I like a lot of the stuff that's, I, I mean, bad and i'm like i don't feel guilty about that shit i like it i wouldn't call that i mean really i don't think it's bad i mean this stuff obviously is done phenomenal i mean there's a lot of work oh yeah it looks fantastic it's so over the top it looks so cool i guess that's my thing it's just so insane however i mean i'm the one that's always flying the flag for a a movie like pacific rim which isn't too old either and that movie's completely ridiculous too oh it's completely over the top but that movie like started ridiculous though it's not like they made a serious business Pacific Rim, and now there's like a crazy Pacific Rim. There's, you know, the Fast and Furious is like, oh, it's kind of like a, you know, like an urban GTA kind of a thing going, car yeah. racing. It's fairly realistic, and now they're like riding torpedoes and like, what, what the <laughs> fuck happened? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That is that's the thing. so funny. How do you how do you get to that? That's what I want to know. Like, I mean, how do you even end right? up on the tundra? What's going to be in the next one? Are going to be fucking space? Like, well. what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you go Jason from riding yeah, a torpedo? Say, there you go. 
And Jason ended up in space. Yes. Why couldn't the Fast and the Furious guys? So did end the up Leprechaun. There? They just need to go more and more. We're ridiculous. gonna steal the space shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> too fast. And then like too NASA. ride cars out of it. <laughs> was that Michelle? Uh, I was just saying like they could like have a space shuttle and then drive cars out of it, and then they have like rockets on the cars and. I legit would watch that. I would watch that. And steal them. I would so watch that. (laughs) We're going to go up and look at the space. We're going to go up and look at a beautiful planet, guys, and steal it. (laughs) They're going to steal a whole fucking planet. That's going to be like the next two. Yeah, yeah. Too fast, too universe. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, it, yeah, that's, that's what I think. Great. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm extrapolating this, honestly, by only seeing probably the first one, like Too Fast, Too Fear, uh, The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've just seen the trailers for these, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are they doing on the Tundra? Dude, system? What's happening? The last one, <laughs> yeah. the rock is like, I'm done healing, and he fucking flexes out of a cast. It's awesome yeah it's so he's like sweet. in a cast and he's like i'm done healing and he just flexes and breaks his cast <laughs> oh, it's dude. so great only the rock can do there's that. there's got to be a cut of that on youtube so oh, i'm so sure. gonna search that out tonight <laughs> yeah i love it you speaking know, of shifting gears yes <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 but uh <laughs> the focus of our show tonight we, <laughs> we really fucked this up because uh-huh. we were I always stay on too fast or the Fast and the Furious for because that it's topical. It, it's fun. <laughs> it, it's fun to talk about that. But our actual discussion we wanted to have tonight is on what, Chris? To boldly go where no man has gone before. <laughs> Star, Star Trek. What the hell? Star Trek. Yeah. I know. What, what, what? <laughs> I've never heard it said like that. Because I'm fucking serious. To boldly you know? go where no man has gone before. <laughs> Why don't you yodel it next time? (laughs) I could if you want me to. (laughs) Star Trek. Now we. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. We want to talk about the Star Trek films this Mm -hmm. week. Just get into those guys, not the show. We've you know we've talked about the show enough, and I'm sure it'll get mentioned here sometime tonight. But we wanted to focus on the original series films. Mm -hmm. Um, We also talked earlier today about possibly getting into the next generation films but i think you mentioned hey, how about we split it up make it into two yeah shows. i don't know that's that's all on you guys i'm a star yeah. wars fan so yeah i mean i like star trek too i'm sorry yeah, don't get I me know. wrong I know. uh but i know more about jj abrams stuff yeah his movies i've seen those probably all of th- all three of them actually and like multiple multiple times you're referring to the alternate universe i guess that's what they call right. it yes. yeah i'm feigning a lot of ignorance on that the i think it's all the timeline yeah. yeah um I've only seen, uh, to be totally honest, I've only seen a couple of the original stuff. Well, coming out of the series, I mean, and I just, you know, obviously I have my list here and stuff like that. Um, you know, there's a lot of history with all this stuff. And I, 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 and if you're a nerd like I am, now, I guess coming into this, and I don't know how you're, obviously we know what your allegiance is here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've always opted more towards Star Trek myself. And, and, I, and I have good reasons, I think. Um, I love Star Wars. I grew up on Star Wars. We all grew up on Star Wars here. Um, however, growing up with Star Trek, the original series, and then into the next generation, um, we'll just put it this way. Uh, Leonard Nimoy's character, Spock, in case you live under a rock somewhere, um, literally, that character had such a profound effect on me growing up that I, when I, when I started college, I immediately elected for my electives all logic courses. Mm. 
because I wanted to understand logic like Spock did. Um, and I think, honestly, that character alone right there had, had such a profound effect on me. It got me into probably the career I'm doing now, right? Because I'm always thinking with that logical mindset now. Um, unfortunately, if you if you if you don't ride on a spaceship for a living, <laughs> and you live in a in the real world, and you're applying logic to every situation you're in, you're gonna die young because you're gonna stress yourself out so fucking bad. And that's what I end up doing now. So it's it's a blessing and a curse. The effect I think that Leonard Nimoy's character Spock had on me because now it's like. Why don't you just pay the fucking bill? Yeah. That's what logic dictates, you stupid shit. <laughs> you know, things like that, which raises my blood pressure and ultimately is going to probably kill me someday. Um, but that's, I guess the point is, is that not only Spock, uh, but Captain Kirk, uh, those were characters. I think there was just a, a lot more humanity in those characters, especially the original series. You, even Spock, who was supposed to be, you know, the stoic Vulcan, Mm -hmm. still had his weaknesses right well he and was half human he was half human yeah uh but he was always going to be i'm a vulcan yeah right? but you'd see that one of my favorite and this again i knew we were going to call back to the series here yeah. but there is an actual cut i forgot what episode it was from but it's where they thought kirk was dead and spock thinks kirk is dead so he's like well let's i am the captain now blah 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 and kirk shows up and he turns around and he's, yeah, you know, I mean, James, bitch, bitch you're back. James, yeah. he, he just explodes. One of his very few emotional outbursts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's one of it's one of my favorite things about any of the Star Trek stuff. Is it? It was so comical, but it also showed all this love that he still had as a person, no matter how logical and how stoic he was. As trying a to person, be. not yeah, a Vulcan. As a person, yeah, exactly. So there's a lot. Of, it's complicated, right? Uh, but I just saw a lot where I could just, I guess I could just relate to the characters in the original series um, a lot more. That was my big thing. Uh, Star Wars, I mean, yeah, I love those characters, but I think Star Wars is on a much grander scale. We're dealing with more, like, bigger <laughs> issues here. Like, I think Star Wars is more in the bowl of the entire, like, universe or galaxy. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm talking physical, like, universe, where I think Star Trek was more... You know, like, hey, we're on a mission of peace. We're out trying to find stuff. We're meeting people here. Yeah, this yeah. may have been way earlier in time. Like, sure. let's, mm -hmm. let's, yeah. let's, let's, for a minute, let's imagine, like, there's the universe of Star Trek and there's a the universe of Star Wars. And they both exist in the same universe. Right, right. Maybe Star Trek, you know, was I mean. prior to it. And I don't know all the dates. I'm or, sure the real fucking nerds be like, oh, yeah, there we go. You're fucking <laughs> Stardate. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Go ahead, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, or maybe in the really far, far future, like in um, uh, Cloud Atlas, when when you see the far future and they're yeah. talking all, you know, but that's the same thing. Like, if you run down so hard on so many different mm -hmm. whatevers, you know, so many different races and peoples and yeah. ex of existences. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Battlestar Galactica and the, the, uh, the reboot. Mm -hmm. You know, that takes place in a way, way past, but in a different part of the universe. So it's that's why yeah. it's the past. You know, so I wonder if that's what Star Trek was like. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they're obviously two different franchises. Oh, of course. Completely different. But it's fun. But if you want, you know, a lot of people do compare them. 
I don't where think you are trekkie. Well, no, I mean, the two biggest sci-fi franchises. Well, yes. I understand why it's compared, but I don't think they're the same. No, they're they not the same. To they're totally different. The, they're in space. Okay. I think I think, I think, I think Star Trek's a little more hard sci-fi, which is why I'm yeah. attracted to it more. Yeah, I mean, there's it, Star Wars is uh, Star Wars is more like fantasy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy with star with like uh, technology kind of like on top of it. But it's still very mystical with the force is like basically magic. Jedis are basically space wizards, that kind yeah. of thing. There's like it's basically like a parallel, you know, where Star Trek is more. It's more technical. Yes, very technical. And that's I, I think that's another reason why I'm much more attracted to Star Trek is just that is because I work. I am a technical. That's what I do for a living. Yeah. So when I'm hearing Sky down there, I'm giving all she's got, Captain. I mean, I do that shit every day. I'm like, dude, I'm giving all she's got, man. This thing's <laughs> a piece of shit. I'm like, you're making me, you know. Well. I always think Star Trek, it's about exploration and finding things and discovering and experiencing different civilizations and races and trying to see what they're going to stumble upon. Whereas Star Wars, it's just like this epic battle, this huge galactic battle. I think it's it's a grander scale. I mean, we're not dealing with all the work. Because if you really think about it, like Star Trek, the Enterprise is one ship. Now, you know, in the story, it is the ship, right? But it's one ship in a massive fleet of ships. Right. So every, I mean, technically, every one of those ships could have its own show. Oh, the yeah, The crew could have, sure. it, you could have, it, you know, mm-hmm. where, so you have, it's more of a microcosm of like, you know, the future and sci-fi, like yeah. you were saying, Michelle. It's harder. It's harder sci-fi. We're dealing with numbers. We're talking about science. We're talking about very real things, right? Where Star Wars is about where we're past all that shit. Yeah, yeah, this is just what exists now, and now we, we see have these to actually massive ships exist together. Yeah. And you know, we, we. I mean, dare I mention this? But you know, it was it was something that was mentioned in the movie Clerks. Like they're talking about, you know, what if you're a contractor on the on the Death Star? You know, <laughs> uh, imagine trying to install a toilet. You know, there was that. You know, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you don't hear about any of that stuff in Star Wars. You don't hear. I mean, you see, you hear little things, but you don't have a Scotty. Mm-hmm. In Star right. Wars, yeah, you yeah. don't have an end a ship's engineer. All we're dealing with in Star Wars is this massive, epic story. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, I think that's why I do I do opt towards Star Trek myself because I'd like the technical aspects. I like hearing about the nerdy science stuff. Yeah. Um, you I know, can totally and, get down with that. Yeah, and the and the true interactions because in Star Wars too, it's just well these are this is who we're dealing with and you don't. You know, you don't get to hear a lot. You, you hear about, well, there's a lot of the history we hear about. But what we're getting in Star Trek, I think, is it is, like Chris said, exploration. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the episodes, especially in the original series, were based around them landing on a planet they'd never been to before and meeting people with paper plates on their faces or something. Well, I don't even know, the movies right? are like that. If you yeah. run down the movies, it's all about them. They stumble upon things and things just happen. And yeah. it's them dealing with it instead of, you know like with Star Wars, which I love Star Wars. I'm a bigger Star Wars fan, but I love Star Trek too. Yeah. But yeah, they are totally different yeah, for entities sure. the way they exist. I think Star Absolutely. Trek is a little bit more concerned with like philosophy and uh, the human condition than Star Wars. Star Wars is more of a, like you say, grander scale, but I think Star Trek is a little bit better at examining like humanity and stuff. And because like yeah. every... Every well, for one, there's just more episodes of Star Trek as a show, so like you have a lot of time more so than a movie to like explore those kinds of sure. things. But I think Star Trek, a lot of times, they use the show as a device to talk about current 
uh, social stuff that was going on. Like the original series, I think, was a lot about racism and um, how that was perceived. Because yeah. in the original series, they when they first did the pilot, they didn't want they wanted to take away Spock's weird ears because they didn't think people would be accepting of strange they had other an things. Issue with that, mm-hmm. yeah. And they had like the first black uh, interracial kiss on that show. Like they had Uhura was a a black woman in a position of authority, mm-hmm. you know, like that. It's all like, the humanity. Like what I know, but that stuff was like unheard of back then. Yeah. But Gene Roddenberry right. was a very progressive guy, and he wrote that into the show. And I've always liked that about Star Trek that they always examine issues with like the storylines on there. If I remember correctly, um, and it's in that documentary that that. And I I watched it the, 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 for the love the, of Spock. Yeah, thank yeah you. that was a good. Um, they did talk. If I remember correctly, they talked about the ears specifically mm-hmm. when they were developing the character, and they had a, a couple of different designs. Like this one's more pointed. This one's a little more rounded off. You know, and Leonard Nimoy was the one that said, "I want to go with the you know go with the pointy ones. We're gonna let's go for it. Let's let you know I'm an alien for God's yeah. sake. You know, I'm I'm from a different planet. So." I, I think, yeah, it did echo a lot of what was happening at the time. And the films did, too. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that, especially with one of the films. We'll, we'll get to it in the list here. Um, but let's let's dive into this thing. Like, the motion picture, obviously. Star Trek, the motion picture. A lot of people, I mean, if you look at, I mean, in reviews, what are reviews when it comes to this stuff? Uh, but I was blown away by that like you know when i first saw the movie and how it ended and i don't want to spoil it for anybody but of course you know a lot of people said there was a ton of plot holes I'm like of course it's start <laughs> it's the future what do you want um what's there to say about that though there, i mean i mean it's tough it's tough to like really dive into this and i don't want to spoil anything for people because i really think if you haven't seen any of the films we're going to talk about here you have to see these movies and i think I'm not going to be the one to kill it for you. Well, either. from what I know yeah. of Star Trek: The Motion Picture, is it did not do well Mm-mm. at the box office, and I know for a fact, instead of going for like hard sci-fi visuals, they did a lot of like tripped out. Yeah, it was like 2001 type. Yeah, abstract stuff. Like they're kind of riding the coattails of 2001 mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Well, the, the last time. like half an hour, especially yeah. of the film, it really gets kind of weird. Like, what the hell's going on here? Go ahead, Chris. But I think a lot of people that were fans of the show didn't really know how to accept that movie, and I don't really think that fans of Star Trek really love that movie, do they? Mm, not really. I, it, I wouldn't say like if you asked our. Trek fans, uh, it normally doesn't come up like in the worst of like the movies, but it's usually ranked lower than the other ones. I mean, Rathacon obviously is like pretty much every, usually every, it's a fan yeah. favorite. Um, and plus, there's a like the saying that only the even numbered Star Trek movies are good. Like, I've heard you, about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like a thing, I guess, where like everybody decided the even numbered ones are the good ones. I'm doing the hand quotes, can't see, air quotes, yeah. can't see them, but. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's overly long and really self-indulgent. And mm-hmm. um, and like you said, you know, Star Trek's known for being very technical. And I felt like that movie gets really esoteric and, and just surreal at the end, which isn't in itself bad. But I feel like when you go from the show to, you know, and the show had been off the air for a little bit. And, and, you know, yeah, it had been started, off for like 10 or 12 yeah, years, Yeah, so I think. like there's this huge gap and then like, this comes out and everybody's like, 
you know yeah. like it's just kind of out of nowhere it's yes. absolutely gorgeous movie though like the, it's so, so cool good looking i like their uniforms in it too but uh yeah because uniforms are like more white and yeah. like gray aren't they mm-hmm. yeah it's been a while since I've seen that one. Well, they had the, they too... had the, the the cool fold over in the yeah. front. I always loved the fold over. <laughs> I just thought that looked tough, you know, especially uh, with James Kirk walking. Just you know, he's the cat, and he, yeah. in his older years, that, that that's w- with these films, these characters just became to me even more stoic, especially more majestic. You know, yeah, well, no, stoic. I mean, they yeah. they are these statues, these beautiful statues that fly through space they're explorers uh spock especially and they're older now too which just makes them they're more seasoned Mm -hmm. and you see that and in the motion picture right but it did get yeah i mean i i know i've read that also it's not a fan favorite i liked it for what it was uh but it wasn't again it didn't get into and i'm going to say this a lot throughout the night here you know it wasn't as technical it was more philosophical it was more about these ideas but i thought the reveal was kind of (laughs) neat i got a kick out of it i thought it was fun i need to see it again it's been like i said it's been a while for me so i just actually beat through these last year i have not the whole box set yeah uh the original series and the next generation so i plowed through all of them just like i do a project go through them all again and watch them so you know they're and they're always fun to watch now michelle you mentioned the Wrath of Khan, which, you know, we'll take these chronologically, I yeah. guess. Khan! Yeah. Yeah, say it. All right, that's, fine. The, that's the thing. From that's, that's the thing from That's it. the thing from the movie. He said it. <laughs> that's the pinnacle. For now, me, the Wrath of Khan is the pinnacle of really of all. Which is a great tie-in the with, to the series. Yeah. That one did tie into the series pretty yeah. well, because that was Khan was a character from yeah. the series. Um, who was aged also. Um, which made him look even cool. And again, I'm trying, I'm really trying hard not to leak it. I don't want to spoil anything here. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, but to nerd everybody out has here. seen everybody has seen that movie. I don't, I don't think you're gonna spoil it much. I That's know, one. I, I know for people who have not seen that movie. That's one of the ones that I have seen. That's though. crazy. But I come from a very. I come, my family is a Star Trek family, except for like me. <laughs> I love Star Wars. So, I mean, I, like I said, I like Star Trek too, but I just don't know much of it. But I have seen the Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan's one of the harder ones to watch. watch I movie. think. I think it's one of the more disturbing ones to watch. Yeah, oh, with the uh, little earworm thing. Well, yeah, that's what. That's a very tough scene to watch. I mean, now if you look, at, if you watch it now, like with today's, you know, technology, sure, sure. it looks really cheesy. But it's still the idea is really, really. Like these things bore into your head and yeah. it's fucking horrible, Absolutely. right? Um But there's just some real visuals with with the Rathacon. Obviously, you know, things happen in that movie. Um one of the things that always stuck out to me was and I, and of course I'm forgetting everything because I'm I'm sleep deprived right now. The ship that that they that they did steal, Khan and crew, they stole. Mm-hmm. What ship was that? Anybody remember? The Reliant? No, it wasn't the Reliant. It don't matter. The other ship, uh, just to move it along here, the other ship, <laughs> the self-destruct sequence on the other ship uh, when they knew they were going down, yeah. right? And Khan's like, oh, fuck that. Um, <laughs> there was the self-destruct mechanism. Mm-hmm. This is what sticks out to my, this is what my, how dumb my little brain works. I always was attracted to the, he had to like pull out those things and push them in, mm-hmm. 
and push another one in. And oh, yeah. Push another one in. Yep. And that is like the number one thing I remember from that film, if I have a, a visual of that movie, is how he was basically set, you know, it, you know, turning on the self-destruct sequence yeah. for the ship. Um, it's it's such a, I don't know. It, it's, I know that's the fan favorite for everybody. It personally is not my fan favorite. I don't know. What, what do you think, Michelle? What is that? What, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I wouldn't say that's my all-time favorite one, but it's one of the best ones, in my opinion, only because I think, uh, okay, so the first Star Trek movie was, like we said, very abstract, and then yeah. um, the second one feels more like an episode, and it focuses a lot more on the characterization, yeah. which I yeah. always is the strongest point, and I always like the, uh, like, I think a lot of people think, the Rathacon is about revenge, but I think it's more about obsession, which is actually something they come back to in the later movies is, you know, uh, there is obsession with uh, a goal that you can't achieve. And Kirk's obsession is, you know, con, but also that he's getting older and uh, and there's like new recruits coming onto the ship and, and Kirk can feel himself becoming a little bit more obsolete and he's like scared of yeah. that feeling and not being in charge as much as he can and, and having yeah. to give up control to other people and to the new generation. Uh, you know, However, in the series, the, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but one of the things you'll notice, though, in the films is that Kirk is always, he is fighting that. You're right. He's always fighting this old age thing. And a real and he, life kind of too. Yeah. But he's, he's, and he's trying to delegate, but it seems like, and they write this in, like the Excelsior, for example, mm -hmm. in a piece of shit shit, right? Mm. Uh, but <laughs> even, like, people are fucking up all around him, though. And he's always the one, that even the old eagle him, you know, yeah. he can step in and fix it, like, right away. He's and So you see that throughout the film. There'll be situation to situation, well, this is the new hot shot. This guy's going to, oh, he's going to be mm -hmm. awesome. And he fucking shits to bed. Uh, yeah. He's got to fix something. So that that is something he's battling with. In the Wrath of Khan, we also, and I don't give a fuck who you are, if you're a Star Trek fan or a Star Wars fan or whatever allegiance you have, whatever gang membership you're a part of, <laughs> right? Um, we watch Stock. We Empire. watch Spock die. I'll just fucking spoil it. Fuck it, dude. We watch... <laughs> That sucked. Yeah. That fucking sucked. Yeah. And I was like, when I when I saw that movie as a child, that just killed me. It that broke my heart. That scene is like so tear jerking it too, is, the way it's it filmed. It is pretty rough. It's one of the hardest and then things they I've ever. Copy it in the JJ movie. Yeah. And flip it like, oh, that's so smart. It was yeah. like the thing, but it's opposite. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. No like big that. deal. <laughs> Whatever. I was just you like, come you, on, we already. You knew they'd this. do some of that shit. Come on. That the idea of that, you know. Back then, and that's, I guess this is just when you're younger, your impression of things are different. You carry that into your adult life, right? You know, the idea of radiation when we were kids, for example. Radiation to me was like this, like, goofy thing that would make you, like, morph you. It would, like, it would, you know, and we've seen, like, well, it's radiation. It'll turn you into a mutant. Okay, <laughs> fine. And then, you Thanks, know. Thanks, video games. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. You know, Ro or was it Robocop? The first, Ro probably one of the most disturbing things I've ever oh, seen. Oh, the with the nuclear Ro waste. Fucking <laughs> yeah. gross, right? Um, that's an idea, but, like, radiation was this thing, you know, we've, we've seen Hiroshima. We've seen what radiation can do, right? Well, and we are also at this time that, that the Wrath of Khan came out, we were going through the whole thing with like all the movies about 
the nuclear nuclear holocaust. Oh, nuclear yeah. holocaust. We had like the oh, day after all those other that. movies coming out. Yeah, and we were all being taught that we're gonna we're gonna have a nuclear war. Yeah. So I think that radiation thing in that movie kind of really hit home because yeah. you actually kind of saw the reality of what would happen if you were trapped inside that chamber with it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you can't go in there, Spock. What are you doing, man? You know, watch it. It's like. <laughs> He, he That's okay. a great impression, by He's the way. Spock. So Chekhov right. is all of a sudden a Mexican <laughs> a waiter. A Mexican Irishman. <laughs> a Mexican. Or Scottish almost. That almost went Scottish. I, I, Anyways, <laughs> go on. What were they saying? What a Mexican say? Scottishman? Yeah. What are you doing, man? <laughs> I, 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 I I suck. <laughs> but he just he I he know. selflessly goes in there and saves the day. In effect, killing himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you better get down here. Yeah, James, you better get down here. That's, you know, there was this moment of triumph. Yes, we made it. We saved the ship. And then you hear McCoy say, James, you better get down here. And and he knew something. You know, you, we all knew something. was We, we knew before. Oh, yeah. The, so the second he went in there, yeah, you're like, oh, fucked. he's fucked. He's done, yeah. right? That's a- and then just wah, that, just wah. that, just that scene where just the idea—you see the hand. Mm-hmm. It's it was so masterfully crafted, I guess as you could say. It I was, thought they did a really good job in the new one. But I, I don't remember. think it was bad. I'm just—it's just funny that yeah. they had to have the, all the callbacks, old stuff yeah. all the time. Well, come on now. Um, <laughs> but I remember even being a, a child it hurt, it seeing so, that it hurt. Yeah, in the theater, and you're it's upset that Spock is dying. But then I'm sitting there watching him die going, it's Star Trek. There's no Star Trek without Spock. <laughs> Even as a He'll kid, be back in the next movie. You know. So I, my, dun, da, da, da. No, I was such a finalist back then. I'm like, oh, he's fucking dead. <laughs> he's dead. Fuck's dead. What am I going to do now? Man, my mentor died. I mean, that's how I felt. But And then, so yeah, great. He's fucking dead. Yeah. He's fucking dead. I'm getting upset thinking about it right now. <laughs> but we go into the third film. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. It's the, search the Search for Cock. The Search for Cock. Starring Chris George. Motherfucker. Starring Chris George. Dick Track 3, The Search for Cock. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be a porno, isn't I'm it? I'm sure it is. Oh, there's Star Thank Trek. Thank God. Oh, oh you know Don't ask me how I know, but there is some. <laughs> so, The Search for Spock, which I... It pissed me off a bit, honestly. Because, <laughs> again, I mean, yeah, I was bummed as hell, but that's the way life goes sometimes. People die, they go away, you don't ever see them again, right? However, an underlying plot element comes into play in the search for Spock, and he's back. Wasn't the wanna, Genesis planet, though? It was the Genesis. Oh, that's right. They, 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 they shot his two, They shot his coffin, whatever you want to call yeah, it, onto the Genesis planet. Which brought him back. So, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, which, which fucking pissed me off. All right, well, I, I'll just say it. Well, they, I mean, it's Spock. You can't. They weren't gonna let him die. I mean, forever. It's like you know, comic books. Nobody's ever really dead. I guess so. I know, and I. It, I the, guess it just seemed kind of cheap. That movie's not me. my favorite. Not, huh? That movie's not my favorite. To be the search honest. for Spock. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like meh to me. And then uh. It's like all weird and mystical too. Like it goes really into like the Vulcan culture, but and it's weird to me because there's like this 
dichotomy between the Vulcans being the most logical of the races, but they have all this weird mystical spiritual shit they believe in too. Yeah. So it's like you think if they were really logical, they kind of they wouldn't do all that. Yeah, they wouldn't be into that. But you know, it's whatever. But that's eh, not my favorite of the movies. Well, if I remember correctly too, this is the movie. Uh, I'm. I don't know why this is foggy, but this is the uh, the movie where they kill James Kirk's son, the Klingons do, which that was some overacting right there. Uh, Yeah, William Shatner overact never, never, (laughs) never happened. You killed my son, you Klingon bastards. You killed my son. Yeah, yeah, like, like, dude, okay, Rocket Man. (laughs) Which I mean, but go leads into when he's fighting and I. the Klingon, he was he, he fucking Back to the Future. Is Christopher Lloyd? Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Um, mm-hmm. um, there is some great scenes after that when he finally does all of them. I have had enough of you. <laughs> Off the cliff he goes. Uh-huh. Right. Um, that was tough to watch though too. But you know it, it, the the gravity of that I thought was not for obvious reasons. Space I puns. <laughs> nice. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's cool. <laughs> The gravity of that, like it didn't. It seemed like to me that they kind of just blew over that. Like you didn't really. I, there was a couple of scenes I think where you know reflection, like yeah. oh, I lost my son, but like losing Spock and the Wrath of Khan, that was fucking huge. Like they had a huge ceremony yeah. and all right, this shit, right. um, where his son died, and it was kind of like, well, oh. this sucks. Yeah, it's like that's your son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what he didn't really know his son very well, though. I, I, and no, I guess, still... logically speaking, <laughs> yeah. um, Star Trek puns. Yeah, <laughs> that would that would make sense. Yeah, he didn't know his son that much, and there was animosity there too. Yeah, you see that through, you know, through the Wrath of Khan and through the search for Spock because Kirk was out in space fucking green chicks Hell and wasn't yeah. with the mom. Dude, yeah, yeah, he kind of left his kid behind. If you had a choice, what would you do? Dude, I take the green chick every time. I would time. fuck the green chick <laughs> every single time, dude. Just for the story. Yeah, I, I just remember thinking, too, even being a kid, like, why do they have to bring Spock back so fast? Like, the next movie after he dies is the search for Spock. Like, you know what? Go into the next movie and... <clears throat> see how you do without him. Yeah. See what you do without him for a movie and then bring him back later instead of just like... Like, actually oh. be like, I'm searching for this man. Yeah. Like, they <laughs> could, even a, in the next movie, movie, have been searching for him, yeah. but not been like, oh, we're bringing Spock back right away. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, but, it would have been much more dramatic that way, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, we... Okay, so we got to go out and do this thing without Spock. We got to find our way without him and see if we can get by. And it's... It, yeah. That character is such a huge element to the Star Trek universe... Um, it would have been interesting to see how it operated without him. You know, it would have been. I mean, how it. Would, I mean, I don't know if it would have been good, <laughs> but it would. It would have been interesting to see that. Well, I think. he is. I would say he is the the favorite of. Oh yeah. The, he's the favorite character. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, he, he, easily the favorite character. He's my favorite character. But he, he um, yeah, they did jump into that really fast, like the next movie. Yeah. Well, the second, you know, they showed the Genesis planet in the Wrath of Khan when they launch his casket out in the space. You kind of know, like, oh, he's going to be back right away. How how did you know that? How psychic are you? Because I didn't know that. Well, because. Because he's half Vulcan. Yeah. My mom's Vulcan. (laughs) 
Jesus. Your Christ. mom's a whore. But she is. Wow. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> She's one of those very rare Vulcan whores. <laughs> Every Wrath of she... Khan was in 1982. That was when it came out. And yeah. Search wow, for Rock really? came out in 84. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking only two years, which in movie terms, that's like. That's nothing. That's nothing. So, it was a quick turnaround, and Spock's back, and we're all very happy. Yep. Um, but, yeah, let's talk more about your mom, though. Uh, <laughs> Vulcan whore? Vulcan yep. whore. What is a Vulcan she whore? She didn't look like Winona Ryder, so. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, search for Spock. I mean, we got to see the Vulcan growing process accelerated. Oh, that's right, because yeah. he's a little boy mm-hmm. in the beginning of that movie, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, and he's like super strong. Yeah, I gotta say then. something. I've never seen this movie, and I don't want to see it. It's great. <laughs> no, you should see it one time. You should see it one no, time. I mean, I will, but it's just funny. It, like all this stuff sounds illogical. Oh, ooh, it ooh, kind of is. Very nice. No. It, it, it's 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 kind of all over the place, um, yeah. you know. And, and I know all these films they they have all their kind of stories behind them too. Like moving on to uh, the voyage home. If I've I'm seen cor- that one. If I'm correct, Michelle, tell me if I'm wrong. I think Leonard Nimoy actually directed the voyage home. Yes, he did. He was a director on the film, which to me, as far as a statement, like you know, like a like, like a social, uh, in this case, geo. Oh my God. Earth, oh, fuck me, I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> string a sentence together to save my life tonight. As far as a statement is made, uh, this was the film, I think, that really made a strong statement. The Voyage Home, how they ended up where they ended up was mind-blowing to me. Because um, when they left the search for Spock, I mean, what are you laughing at? I just The Voyage Home is just so silly. It really is. I like it, though. It's like really, it's kind of campy. I'm going to fuck this up, too. Captain! <laughs> we got whales. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like everybody always calls it the whale one, like the whale, the move, whale, one. the whale yeah. movie. Mm. <laughs> and it's I got the classic scene when, with the like. spot giving the punk rocker the oh, that's my fucking the favorite. nerve pinch and shit. I don't the like Vulcan. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is great. Like all that stuff's great. Obviously, there's a 2001 element. In this film too, I think like the mon the type of that monolithic thing yeah. that they have in the oh, very right. two thousand one mm-hmm. idea, um, and they have to figure all this stuff out. I, as an animal lover, that really really tugged at my heartstrings as far as what they were doing, and this really was at a time. This was God, man, my dates are all screwed up too. Nineteen eighty six, when everybody was freaking out about you know save the whales, save the whales, yeah, save, the whales. Yeah. save the whales. And next thing we know, we got a friggin' Klingon bird of prey with whales in it, <laughs> <laughs> going from the past back to the future to right. save the future, right, yep. Marty. <laughs> <laughs> God. God. Marty, you gotta go back to the future. <laughs> These whales. <laughs> oh but boy. This was yeah. This was, and I know that this one is one of the least. I mean, people like to shit on this one a lot. See, I love this. one. I think it was a lot of fun myself. It's I, fun. I lo- yeah. I I enjoyed it. I and didn't this know movie, he directed it. Yeah, he directed it. And I, really from cool. what I remember, this one actually did very, very well at the box office. Well, the hype this machine did... was in full push yeah. for these guys now. Yeah. Star Trek was very popular at this time again. So, when, yeah, when this after the search for Spock, 
Um, that seemed. I, I think the Sturge respected very well, also too. As well, far as people were excited, up. probably like, "Hey, see how they get them back." You know? Well, yeah, well, yeah, we want, and that and see what the hell they're gonna do. With it, this was, shit. it was, it was because when this was going on, you remember this too, Chris. Yeah. I mean, it was like as as bummed as irritated as I was about it, even at my young age. It's like I want to see Spock, though. Yeah, I love this man. I want to see him, right? And we get to see in the voyage home. It is campy as all hell. It's campy as all hell, but he's still it's relearning great. in The Voyage Home. Like He's still relearning who he is. He yeah. doesn't have his full personality back. No. And he's so like socially inept and just like goofy. They dumped him yeah. also in the you know, modern day, you know, was it? Yeah. Where, where were they? New called? York, New, right? New York, no, California. no, San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. Um, it was a cool callback, though, to original series episode, the one where they go back in time. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of like the same, which is one of like the best, you know, episodes, oh, like yeah. two-parter. Yeah. And the interactions, obviously, is what made that movie Oh, fun. yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Going back to that. And the same thing with the episode you're talking about, too. Mm-hmm. It was that, you know, juxtaposition of putting these super intelligent, futuristic, you know, and people along with, you know, extraterrestrials. Yeah. You know, in on modern day earth 1986 mm-hmm. uh you know it was so spock's gonna be wearing the you know he's yeah he's a hippie he took a lot of L- lds back in the day and ha, like, he's got that little, little rolled up fucking yeah, headband yeah. yeah yeah you know um and, i just, yeah. i remember right. thinking it was so cool that they cloaked the ship and like parked it in the middle of that park mm-hmm. yeah is just like this is pretty fucking sweet like they've got this ship from the future yeah they turn on the cloaking device and it's just like hanging out in the middle of a park well one of know? the lines that that uh Kirk says uh, to the chick, the whale chick. It was all about the whales. He's, you know, she's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Unfortunately, you're not seeing us at our best," you know. <laughs> Which, you know, it's like we, we stole his ship. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't our ship here, but it's pretty cool nonetheless. Um, th- that movie made such a huge statement back then. Again, it was one of those at the end where you're just kind of watching. It, it was, those, you know, the, the classic. Happy ending for a film. They're all in the middle of the ocean. The whales are swimming and making their sounds. <laughs> Everybody's fucking happy. It's Everything all worked back out. To me now. You know, and you just you got to smile. I, it's all you can do is just smile at that. And by this time, you know, if you're if you've watched the original series, and you've gotten through all the movies, you, at least for me, you're so like tied in with these characters that every morsel that comes out of their mouth you're listening to you want to know everything you can know about these characters so you're emotionally involved now oh yeah right? and i mean and in this movie too like i really felt like you really got to know them a lot better because of the fact that they were thrown into a yeah. situation that was totally different they're not mm-hmm. in outer space they're on earth in the past and even even in the past kirk's trying to fuck something oh, I, yeah. I love that i love that you know <laughs> i'll have a pizza and a Michelob. Well, what will you have? I'll have the same. <laughs> like, Fuck, dude, get in there, brother. Get in there. Yeah. Um, beautiful film. I, I loved it. I, you know, I, I'm a sucker. I mean, I'm not going to hate any of this stuff. Uh, but moving on. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> the Final Frontier. Oh, boy. I hate this movie. I, I didn't hate it. Why did you hate it? It's too mystical. It's too much of... Th- for finding God, I think Blum. that's well. That's it has one of the best lines of all the movies. What does God need with a starship? Fuck yeah, that's fucking the what best does God line need with a starship. I just loved. I always liked the idea of them like, because Star Trek to me is very atheist and human. Uh, 
like uh what's the word i'm looking for uh i can't think of it right now but it's it's not very religious to me it's very like uh, well it's it's very logical yeah logical Um, like people are doing things for themselves not because of a mystical power because humanity is like grasped the power to better themselves on their own well, yeah, that, and that's what makes Star Trek is very utopian, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's always been that way. I mean, that's another that's another difference between Star Trek and Star Humanist. Wars. That's the word I was Humanist. looking for. I think that's it's about advancing the entire civilization yeah, well, for yeah. one general cause. Yeah, right, and Roddenberry's personal. idea was just that: like, we're going to abolish money. Money doesn't mean shit anymore. We work to better ourselves as a people and as a race, which you know. Per, that's a perfect utopian idea, right? I think Star Wars, and I'm comparing again, Star Wars, we don't hear about any of that. You don't get those those nuts and bolts like we've said before. But we do. what we do see is a lot more political yeah. back and forth thing, right? Star I Wars mean, is more about haves and haves not, which kind of makes sense since it was based on like a movie about samurais, wasn't it? Hidden Fortress. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, it kind of yeah. it kind of yeah. takes like you know cues from that feudalistic type of society yeah. versus uh, another a, a resistance. Where Star Trek, we've already gotten past all that and we've already achieved yeah. unity, and now we're just traveling around looking at how other civilizations uh, do their type of society. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. And yeah, that is probably the the line of the film is just what does God need with a star a starship? I think they reached so high on this film. I think you know the first four films. I mean, they were all massive, and as far as like they were epics, you know, and they weren't like they were epics just in their own right. And I think what happened here, and I, I, could I be? Am I wrong on this, Michelle? I could, I probably am. Did Nimoy direct this one also? I believe he did. Did he? I I'm not sure, so. to be honest. I'm not 100%. You know right now. Yeah, look it up. It's a little too lofty, I guess yes. you could say. Like, it just it bites off too more than it can chew, and it's just too It's just much. a huge idea. Yeah. Like, we're, that, we're, we're going past, we're going so far out. We're getting metaphysical in this yeah. one, you know. It's we're going like, to go so far away that we're going to meet God. Right, I mean, it, I mean, these are conversations we have under many glasses. Oh, of sorry, Shatner directed this. Shatner one. directed. Oh, that's why it's okay. over the top. Well, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just think that's what the that's what the only problem with the film was just that is that I think they just did reach too far. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I don't want to talk too much about this, but there's a couple episodes of Star Trek: Next Generation where they did go into these kind of ideas too, where they got really weird. Like, there's an episode. Where they're being chased by the board, mm-hmm. and they have to do something to manipulate the engines to make them go so friggin' fast because they can't get away from the board, right? They're just too fast for them. They have to manipulate the engines to go so fast, like the, literally, it's like they show like you know the usual screen where they show yeah. the stars, mm-hmm. like they they bl- everything blurs, like they go so fast, and they end up like 118 gazillion light years away, and they look on the view and it looks like a friggin' Nintendo game or mm-hmm. something's out in front of them. Like what the fuck is this shit, right? So those are, that's another example, like to me, like okay, we really reached far here, like they a little too far, like okay. We're going so far out there. Yeah, what it might not even feel like Star Trek anymore. Well, no, and that's the thing. Like you know, you're saying we're going to meet God. Well, yeah, that's that doesn't sound Star Trek to me. Well, no, no, and there's a lot of films like we've. There's other films, and I that have tried to explore this idea. Like we're gonna, to, we're gonna, we're gonna question our own existence here. We're gonna question, and we're gonna meet our Maker, right? Um, and everybody has their own vision of that. I mean. Christ in his history, we see that over and over again. Oh, Everybody yeah. has their own vision. Culturally, we all have our own vision of what God is. Um, 
and that's one thing they do address in the final frontier when they do meet whatever the fuck this thing was they they say you know you know you're god well i am god in many forms and he shows all these different mm-hmm. pictures of his face right which i thought was pretty cool i think mean, that's very pc of you thank you thank you for doing that um <laughs> Thanks, William. Well, the strange thing about this movie is that the main villain is Spock's half-brother, Cybok. And it's kind of like, dude, wait a second. Like, you're Vulcan. Like, what? Well, and that's... Like really add up that mm-hmm. he's searching for this. Being. Well, and the I, well, the problem with and they discussed that a bit in the film though too is that Cybok went, he went off the, like you know where Spock went completely logical, more Vulcan. Right. Cybok went more human. They talk about it, he's like you know and he was trying to convince us but like dude you really need to lighten up a little bit cut the shit yeah and be cool right. Um, Cybok also has telepathy. He has this oh, power that's to, right. that's to right. show people their, you know, their their innermost fears and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, he's much more. Yeah, you see that when he lit, they show the ears and it, this animated, very happy-go-lucky guy. You're like, well, fuck that! Don't compute. Who is this dude? And he's a <laughs> fucking Vulcan. Stop that. Um, but yeah, that you know, what does God need with a starship? That line sums up the whole film. Mm-hmm. It really is the most important line in the movie because because I know the first time I saw it I was like, "Oh, this is so cool. They're meeting God. They're fucking meeting God. They uh, brought Spock back from the dead a couple movies ago. This and is now so they're sweet. Meeting God. Now they're meeting God. What can't these people do?" Right? <laughs> Next is going to be riding torpedoes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as I'm young, you know, Dwayne Johnson. I'm a child like, you know, there's reason. nothing these people can do. This this is great, right? Too fast to track. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to steal the Enterprise. Great. Dude, I'm down for that shit. (laughs) Dwayne The Rock Johnson and fucking Vin Diesel steal the Enterprise. How could you go wrong, dude? All they need is a monkey. Uh, That entire sentence is what's going wrong. Actually, they'll steal a Klingon warship and they'll fill the entire belly of the ship with bananas. (laughs) Game over. The Rock would be a pretty cool Klingon, though. Yeah, he would. He would be a badass Klingon. Holy shit. Fuck but you. No, back like I was as I was saying though that idea like they, there's nothing these guys can do that now they've met God but then Kirk says that line what does God need with a starship <laughs> and it kind of just well, hey, what the fuck we had? wait a minute yeah you're right what the hell is this deal maybe God wanted Jefferson starship oh my god but all he got was we built this city oh my god <laughs> Rave is one of the worst songs of all time forever. I hate you. There's this, there's this funny story that Amber and I have about that song. I told her the, uh, this story from when I was very young. This is just, it's the dumbest shit from when you're a child. I was so excited about that song when it was on MTV when I was a little kid. And I was very young when it came out. And yeah, whenever that song came out, I flipped my shit, right? And God, this song's so my bad. parents were bowling one night. And it was like the one night of the week that I had a babysitter. And it was a girl down the street named Tracy. And... I don't know what happened, but she was getting, I was getting a donut. She was getting me a donut. Yeah, imagine that, right? Uh, she was getting me a donut in the kitchen, and I, the TV was on the you know, living room, and I hear, we built this city, and I fucking flip out and go, oh, my God, and I run, and I fall and drop my donut. Oh. And I pick my donut up, and I ran and watched the thing. Totally, <laughs> so I told Amber that story, and she's like, every time we hear that song, she's just like, 
she imagines you. She's like, I'm gonna get you a donut. I want to see you just fall on your face in the kitchen. I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting up this time though. So two years old. Sorry, that was. While I'm sitting here, I'm I'm pulling up some shit about the Final Frontier. In the first, (laughs) the first review on IMDb, the the headline is "God called. He wants out of your movie. (laughs) (laughs) It sucks. It didn't suck." God called. <laughs> it was just, I think the, I, I think in fairness, it was just that. It was just, it was reaching just too, too high, man. Yeah. yeah. Too much. Um, but still, I mean, it, Star Trek's like pizza. You know, you get even bad pizza's good pizza. But yeah. you know? here's the problem with meeting God. Where the fuck do you go after that? You've reached well, the you're pinnacle. Done. Yeah, yeah, I don't you know what else you can do. You've reached the pinnacle. There's, you're a space explorer mm-hmm. and you're out there for decades and decades and decades your fucking best buddy dies, gets launched down onto the Genesis planet, basically is Christ, comes back from the dead. He's resurrected. He's resurrected, and then you meet God. Like, seriously, why don't you just fucking retire? It's like the end boss. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, you know, you're level, you're level 100 now. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't God. No. It wasn't God. It wasn't? And that's, no. What was it that? I don't know what it was. <laughs> I know they had to get the hell out of there. He got pissed off. Well, I mean, yeah. even on the show, in, in the original series, Next Generation, and the other ones, they they occasionally meet entities that could be considered godlike. Mm-hmm. They're just so powerful that they don't, you know, this is a god well, to the them. Well, the Q. The Q. Yeah, the Next Q Generation. are basically gods. They were, they were basically gods. What, That's my, right. What I remember about that godlike creature Oh my god! In the final frontier, was I don't know why this this is funny, but the impression like he would get mad like they fired something at him and he's like, <laughs> and that face like they showed his face like you know he was like fucking mm-hmm. pissed he was really mad right um, that was that's the face I I've always imagined on people who fucking fight on the internet like mm-hmm. behind their computer like <laughs> they like type something like yeah fuck you send and then somebody <laughs> comes back and says fuck you too send and they go Ooh, <laughs> and they fuck you send or whatever they're doing i've always imagined like that mm-hmm. sound <laughs> coming well, out even of the god in the christian bible as <clears throat> gets mad like he flooded the whole earth or whatever and all that shit so oh sodom and gore yeah so yeah. Yeah, he very yeah he had a bad temper basically, but they didn't have um, the crew of the Enterprise to <laughs> ask them, "Hey, man, like, you know, I've said it enough. I don't, I don't want to keep saying it. I'm glad you mentioned that line because that really is like the most important part of that film, as goofy as it might be. Right. Moving on from there, we get into the undiscovered country, um, which was a way different kind of film. Much more political, I think. More too. political and much yeah. more action centric than the other movies. Yeah, yeah. I remember there. I remember seeing this one at the movies too. And this is the one where they are brought up on charges of killing some chancellor or something. Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, the idea and they was end up on a desert planet. Yeah. And there's this big battle scene on the desert planet. And I remember just watching that, going like, "Really? Now you guys are starting to do the Star Wars thing." Because that whole thing that takes place on that is yeah. very, very, like, Tatooine mm-hmm. Star well, the, Wars. The actual belly of it was that there was going to be peace with the Klingon Empire, finally. Right. That was the idea. They were going to have a summit. They were going to straighten their shit out. 
and things were going to be cool. Uh, and there was a conspiracy, basically, to frame uh, James T. Kirk. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm screwing this up. They framed... Kirk and Spock. Kirk and Spock. Was it? Yeah. Kirk and, yeah, and McCoy came with them just to represent them, too. Right. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of how the whole story goes. They're basically dealing with the Klingons the entire, you know, the entire movie. Um, you know, it wasn't... I didn't... This was... If there was one that really kind of... I mean, it was really good. I mean, it was very... I think this was more of a drama than it was mm-hmm. anything. There was battles, like you said. There was... Yeah. But it really was more of a drama, like them trying to, like, work through this shit and trying to work through the Klingon political... Or, I'm sorry, the Klingon judicial system. Um, and they were obviously framed. Um I mean, what are your thoughts, Michelle? Uh, it's all right. Was I mean, it sexy? I thought, did you like it? I don't think Star Trek's biggest, uh, you know, they're not good at action, really. I mean, they're okay, like with you know, you know, starship, like oh, we're firing a missile, and then the other guy's like, we're gonna fire a missile, and then you have to look at your shield power, and then they go back, you know, it's sort of really technical, and then. You know, it's just like whatever. But any type of hand-to-hand fighting looks god-awful almost all the time in every Star Trek movie. Well, there's not much fighting when you got yeah. when you got Spock there. All he does is just run yeah. Shit. Like, <laughs> I just grabbed Ace. People just me. sleep. He just grabs your shit and puts you to sleep, and it's all over with. It's simple, right? Uh, I honestly don't even remember much from this one. It it's was one. I don't think I've only seen it once. There was, you know, there was a lot. I mean, the, the most. The, what impressed the most on me was the actual like Klingon High Council, like yeah. When yeah, in those very those massive halls and things like that. We also get to see Worf for the first time. We saw Worf for the first time. It's not movie. Worf; it's Worf's grandfather. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, yeah. I screwed that yeah, up. He plays Worf's grandfather. Yep. Oh well, shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I actually read this earlier that it's not Worf; it's Michael Dorn. Michael Dorn, yeah, playing the grandfather. Yeah. Because there'd be that time between mm-hmm. the movies, so yeah, yeah, you're right. As far as as far as the universe is concerned, yeah, but, this is very political, though. Too, this movie was very political driven. Yeah, what year is this movie? Thing. That was uh, 1991. Oh, okay, so now we're over in next generation. Yeah, overlapping. Yeah, yeah. There's there was that's where there was the overlap. Is the next movie Generations? Yeah, actually, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Okay. We don't want to go into that, though, do we? Well, we, that's the last one before it switches over to Yeah, that was the last one. That's the one where over. they're both in it. I mean, yep. Actually, I'm not a big fan of Generations. It's weird. What it's really the weird. fuck's wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> it's weird tonally, and it's like, does it mix? The two don't mix Data, well Data gets an emotion ship, though. Okay. For fuck's sake, let me, Okay, Come let on. me talk about the emotion ship for a second, because... I love the idea of Data's motion chip, and I like how they use it next generation, but it's so fucking goofy in generations. I I mean, I don't know. I don't like him when he has his motion chip. I like... It. I don't know. Come I liked on. it when he had it, and then he could turn it off. He's sitting in the bar with Guinan. Here, give me a drink. <laughs> oh. <Ugh>. This is <laughs> repugnant. I hate this. Would you like some more? Please. That's yeah. one of my favorite scenes from the movie. Uh, I mean, is this the one where he does the scanning for life forms? Oh, God. For oh, life yeah. Forms. I oh, love scanning for life forms. I just realized <laughs> that. Is this like... Life I don't forms? Know. Little life forms? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's just so goofy. I don't know. I like... Wh- the only part I ever liked with his emotion chip is when... I think it's in First Contact when he has to... T- when they're uh, getting ready to fight the Borg and he's scared. 
and yeah. and Picard tells him to turn it off mm-hmm. so he could be like you know oh well, that, that was part was of cool. his he had a problem with that in generations too I think yeah, he well, did. I think it did get, didn't it get like it melded fu- well, yeah, fused, fused to his thing so yeah. yeah he couldn't he well yeah he freaked out uh, and he actually did get very you know when he first in, they encountered <laughs> the first protagonist in generations. Mm-hmm. That's when the emotion ship fused to his circuit board yeah. or whatever, and he was like fucking totally freaked out, like he couldn't because he couldn't deal turn with, it off. He couldn't deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think First Contact is probably my favorite of all of the movies. Yeah, First Contact's the shit. Well, they, First you're Contact about, is really cool. You talk about re- now that was reaching that was a high reach, but it was a feasible high reach. I yes, think. Mm-hmm. like we're talking about first time warp travel was ever achieved, and also meeting aliens for the first time as a result of that that's a huge idea right there but it's also a very feasible idea mm-hmm. i think too whereas we're are we just gonna plow through the next generation stuff i, I guess we, since we could we're talk there. about let's talk about generations some more yeah. so i gotta give michelle shit about that we're not fucking liking <laughs> it what a crock of shit it's you... just like i don't know i feel like well first off another you know and, and there was the behind the scenes stuff where where william shatner was like not happy with like his role in the movie and he wanted kirk to like to have because that's Kirk's send off movie, yeah, it is, you know, yeah. and he wasn't like happy with, I guess, how it turned out. And because he gets basically blown out, the yeah, ship. <laughs> he does. He goes to help one of the well, other yeah, crew he, members. Well, yeah. That's when they and were the out. ship gets hit by a missile or something. Well, no, and, no, 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 it, it gets hit by the Nexus. <laughs> that's right. The Nexus is coming around, right? I mean, he gets pooped out the shit box. <laughs> <laughs> he gets pooped out the shit box. I don't, what movie did you watch? <laughs> No, he he was pulled into that, and he, no he was pulled into the, the Nexus, box. which basically is is a euphoric. It's it's the Nexus. It's it's everything you want, right? And that's what made that movie so trippy. Was just that is yeah. you know, like the what, I like the part when he's talking to Picard, like and it's like I love he's that. like in a little, it's an apartment or whatever, and it's all nice and tranquil. And... Well, that's the first interaction they have, which I thought was epic, because I remember seeing that in the theater too. Was Picard is looking for. Kirk mm-hmm. and he finds him at this beautiful that's cabin, right chopping yeah. wood mm-hmm. you know it's his fa- it's the light that that and that's that's what really you get you get to know Kirk more because that in that scene it, it's really because that was like that scene like that location where he was at was the crossroad of his life I mean he was with a woman Kirk was mm-hmm. and he was telling Picard he's like I remember this now. Yeah. This is where I, I was going to... He had some Tartesian eggs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some fucking weird alien bird. Um, he's like, I was going to make these eggs and break the news to her that I'm going to be leaving back on the ship. I'm going back, you know, back out there again. Right. But, you know, he, and... You know, it's just... it. That was like his dream, like what was going to well, happen. That was what was tempting about the Nexus was that you could live, you could, ha- you could do whatever you, you want. You could have what you always wanted. And the same know? thing happened for Picard. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you were talking about, like his home. Yeah, yeah. With that's his right. children. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in Generations, Picard finds out that his nephew got killed, mm-hmm. which is a fucking heavy scene, too. At the very beginning, he gets yeah. that news and he's sitting there with Crusher uh, and just broken up. I mean, I, I, man, I would marry Patrick Stewart. I, 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 I love that man so much. I mean, and I love him because he was Picard. He's, he's went on to do fantastic oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. He's in everything. Uh, you know, great stuff. But, I mean, that character <clears throat> is just so amazing to me. Um, 
And he could, and he had all even. I think he was even more dynamic, frankly, than William Shatner was as a captain, because he had he was, you know. I mean, after well, a while, just as an actor, he has more range, yeah. so he could put a lot more actor. human emotion yeah. into the character. But as a captain, you know, I mean, he had over the seasons through the show. I mean, you could tell like they all got more comfortable with each other. Yeah, I mean, it was written that way. Like we're going to mm -hmm. be more coming, get off this damn ship. You know, he's just mm -hmm. he would just be yeah. more frank about, even, but still business like. Uh, but when his emotions did come through, like that scene from Generations, he was a fucking wreck. Mm -hmm. How? Did, I mean, you're like, how's this guy going to even run the ship? He's 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 so broken up, right? I always felt like movie Picard was a lot more emotional than series, than Picard. series Picard. He always seemed slightly out of character to me in the movies. Really? Yeah, he was always like in the like in the series Picard was like violence is always the last option. We'll tr we'll exhaust every other opportunity or yeah. solution. Um he would always try to find a diplomatic way yeah. to alleviate a situation. And movie Picard is very like it's Irrational a lot more and just, yeah, aggressive. I don't think it's bad. No. But it, it makes sense, I think, like, especially First Contact, because First Contact takes place after The Best of Both Worlds, season three and four, when he's uh, kidnapped yeah. by the Borg. Yeah. So he's, like, super fucked up. In yeah. Oh, First he's got, Contact. like, all P PTSD yeah, and shit. Yeah, PTSD. yeah. He's yeah. all messed up. Yeah. So that makes more sense, but I always felt like Picard was, like, just a lot more emotional in the movies. Maybe it's just because it's a movie, they'd make it more grand, I guess, also. Well, Picard was also, I mean from the PTSD he did have his utter hatred of the Borg. Which it is like through he was like basically racist mm -hmm. against oh, the Borg. Yeah. He, like yeah, he even you know, he like even if they weren't a direct threat to him, he wanted them dead. Yeah. Well Which shit, is... they stole his car. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean essentially essentially he was like right, raped like by them. Was like that? he was essentially like a rape victim. Basically. Yeah, he was violated by. He them. was violated yeah. internally. I like, am locutus. Yeah, they took over his mind, his body. Yeah, like everything. Yeah, yeah. First contact is just like I love the exploration aspect of that, and them trying well, to get they're, James they're, Cromwell's character mm -hmm. to like. Yeah, you have to get that shuttle launched. You well, know, they're, they're out of their element again too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's a, it's a, it's the same idea. As the voyage home, like they're ba they're yeah. out of their element. They're going back in time to fix, you know, to fix shit. Basically, um, I I mean, there's just and there and it, and it's the same type of campiness, not as campy mm -hmm. as the voyage home, but you know, you do have the music and the drinking and things like you know. There is a scene where Marina Sirtis, uh, Counselor Troy, so she gets so fucked up. She gets loaded. She she's trying to. Oh yeah. She gets hammered with him, and she's just like. Passes on the table too. She's like, she's all fucked up. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's yeah. Because um, Riker was sitting there and she just falls off the table and he just kind of goes, "Oh Jesus." Didn't uh, Frakes? Didn't that's he me. direct this one? What's that? Didn't Riker direct that one? Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. yeah. Did he direct that one? Well, I know he did Insurrection. Maybe he didn't. Um, maybe he didn't do that one then. I think he did though. I'm pretty sure he did. Yes, he did. He did a pretty good job at directing these. Yeah. I always thought he, I thought he really got into the mode of this is Star Trek and he knew how to control mm -hmm. the brand and yeah. make it stick within the confines yeah. of Star Trek and not well, changing you know, it. I don't know if it was because going back to the series for Next Generation, I don't know if it's because it went a lot longer than the original series did. I, I think it actually that probably is the reason. Um, I you know I think I made it 
very clear that I you know, worship the original series. I worship those characters. But I found myself through through the next generation because it was on the air much longer. Yeah. And it actually had a proper send-off, too, like as mm-hmm. far as ending the series. The last episode was fucking awesome, dude. It was so cool. Yeah, I remember the time, watching the that. time shift thing. They yeah. were going back. It was insane. With and the seeing mm-hmm. seeing the revamped uh, Enterprise with three thrusters on it, mm-hmm. just fucking shit up. There were so many awesome moments in that. I think it just it went a lot longer. We got to get to know these characters again, get emotionally involved even more, uh, and then see a proper send off, and then go into the actual films themselves. Right. Uh, I just, I guess it was getting into these characters. I was, that's my whole point. I was just more emotionally involved, I think. I don't know if I like it better, but I think I was more emotionally involved with the next generation because I just got to know the characters more. Well, and so, you kind of grew up with them too. You know, it was like mid 90s when the show came on. So yeah. it wasn't like the old show where you didn't really get to watch no, it when it was on. No, we got to see this happen live. I mean, yeah. not live, but we came up and we were there when it happened, I guess. Yeah. That is another way. Yeah, it was, it was just part of my, my, growing up so to say you know insurrection i'm looking at this list of them and i can't even i know i i saw insurrection when it came out at the theaters but i can't even remember what happened in that movie that's the one where they had those uh people on the planet that were living with and the radiation on the planet kept them young that's and right the, okay but the yep. federation owned the planet so they were basically like squatters and they were trying to like get rid of them but in like a way that wasn't you know terrible and yeah, then this has data going all crazy, and he was like shooting people. And they had <laughs> that movie's kind of goofy to me, though, because it's like just I think it's when they kind of started to go downhill a little well, bit. I well, know. Star Trek was kind of waning at this point, too. Yeah. It seems weird to me that they made so many next generation movies when they had Deep Space Nine and Voyager and oh, all these yeah. other crews that they weren't really using. Insurrection you know. had data, had data's brother in it, also. Lore, lore, wasn't lore and insurrection yeah. also? Because um, that, that was the one. That's kind of how the movie opens up. Is that they're actually doing it? They're observing this planet. I think mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong on this. Because honestly, yeah, I'm blanking. Because they this were too. hiding in. The, they were hiding. Uh, yeah, they had the the uh, holograms. They, they were up. cloaked. Yeah, they were cloaked. But then Data shoots the thing, and then sh- and then they're like, "Whoa, what the fuck's all these people watching us?" Yeah, yeah. And they hide the Enterprise cloaked, but underwater. Yeah, it was underwater. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's just cloaked. Why does it have to be underwater? I guess because it's cool, but I was just like, what? That's, well, you gotta wash it. It's motherfuckers cloaked. You gotta Why wash you gotta it, though. It it's the Enterprise. How else do you wash the Enterprise? <laughs> you can't get a fucking hose out, Michelle. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta dip it in the water. You just fly really fast in space. Blows it off. I wonder how it dirty the Enterprise off. would get out there. You think about that for a second. Dude, that water would fuck that shit up. It's the Enterprise. Water isn't going to fuck it up. <laughs> but why How's would they water- make it waterproof if it's in space all the time? It doesn't need to be waterproof. It doesn't yeah. need to be- <laughs> well, it's got to be proof of something. It's got to be sealed space up. space proof. If you... <laughs> it's space proof, not aqua proof. Yeah. Agua. I think it needs a good washing every once in a while. I wish you knew about does. science. I mean, what's wrong? You get a scrubber brush out, you clean the thing <laughs> off. It's not a fucking big deal. All right. You dip it in the water. Yeah, insurrection was not. You know, honestly, insurrection. Yeah, I mean, just judging by our responses to that, it wasn't that good. No, no. but that's the one where Picard gets kind of busy, does that little dance, and he's yeah. like kind of hooking up with the chick that's on the planet. Oh yeah, yeah. It was fucking. Her. And she like blows that little like thing, the little uh, the flower dick. thing. Oh. No, oh, I blow his dick. Nice. Well, the last one of the nemesis, dude. This, this is so painful. 
Well, and it was I think so. I've seen this one, this one too. was very rushed. Also, I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Yeah, one. that was the biggest problem they said about this film is that they were trying to get this film out at a certain point. They they had to get it to market, and they rushed the hell out of it. The concept to me was really cool. Does this one have the board queen? Yeah. 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 You know, and you know, this one has Tom Hardy as the main villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's really that, young, and he's like the clone of he's Picard, clone. basically. Yeah. 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 That's and Tom Hardy. That's Tom Hardy. And he's trying he's really to bang uh, Counselor Troy like in her dreams and shit. I thought that was pretty hot. Dang. Yeah, I did like the interaction between the Borg Queen and Data, though. I always thought that was cool. And like uh, how she was replacing part of him with like real oh, flesh yeah. and she was like touching him was all sexual and shit. Yeah, she was getting him hot. And he like thought, didn't he, and there's like that line, I can't remember how it goes, but he said, I thought about it for a par <laughs> second or something. Yeah. Like it's like the quickest second, like the quickest amount of time you yeah. could possibly consider something. Yeah. Uh, and she used to put her like fucking like she had that cool body and she like put the the top part into it. Yeah, her spine just like the effects in in there are pretty dang good. No, it looked really good. Um, But again, it was just kind of rushed. It's see, (laughs) is this the one where fucking Riker flies the Enterprise in manual mode and those fucking joysticks come out? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like put it in manual and he's got two fucking joysticks like it's Atari and he's like fucking controlling Enterprise. (laughs) So fucking goofy. Like, yeah, put your belts on, dude. Yeah. You got freaks behind the wheel now. This guy's, <laughs> he's second in like, command. Bruh. He doesn't fly shit. <laughs> Fuck this. No. That's actually another, going back to Generations, there was, to me, you know, when they buried, when they had to, when they had to bury the Enterprise, mm-hmm. uh, that was, if I remember correctly, you know, that they're coming down and fucking, they, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my, I love that in Generations. That was probably one of my favorite scenes, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Nemesis to me, it just it, it didn't feel like there. They could have another half an hour. I think would have been nice to really yeah. flesh things out with that. It seemed to move too quick for me. Um, and we lost Data. Yeah, we lost fucking Data. Data is my favorite character in all Star Trek. Yeah, we lost Data, but we we got Lore, or no, it wasn't Lore. There was Lore was his evil brother, but there was yeah. another model called Two or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, you guys uh, are so gay. What? <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. To, I think there was another. It was like his dumb, like the dumb version of him. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how the movie ends. Like he didn't like, have his personality. No, anymore. no, like he, his, all of his memory or something. No, he there was something. He was well, he was an older model. Yeah. I think. Um, so that's where they kind of ended on is trying to. Well, we don't have data. Well, anymore. they can't we really this. keep data anyway because Day is an android, but uh, Spiner was physically aging. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you can only have him play Data for so long. He was just getting too old to do it. Like, his, you know. And, yeah, his features were starting to change. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing Spiner, like, in real life, I got to meet him at a convention and shake his hand and mm-hmm. say hi to him. And even then it was tough because, like, you know, he did, he had color in his face. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and you were like, actually, who the fuck is He this had gray guy? hair. And, yeah, and, and he was smiling. And he was very, I mean, to his He's credit. He's cute, though. Very I always thought he cool was guy. cute. Very nice guy. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of like, uh, <laughs> and I don't want to be like, hey, dance monkey, fuck you. You got to be data for me, dude. <laughs> dude no. The, dude, dude, data. Yeah, dude, Can you dude, talk to me a little data. more robotic, please? Yeah, please. You're, you're, yeah, you're too Are you animated. Contractions? Turn your emotional chip off. All right, we got like 15 minutes left to cover the last three. Can we do it? Yeah. Do we have to? We should make it another episode. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Yeah. What are the last three ones? The Abrams movie. Yeah, oh. I mean, I oh. didn't know we were going to go the full oh. nine here. Dem- Dem- I, this is, I, this I is Heather. This is Heather's 
segment of the show. If we want to, yeah, I mean, I know 15 minutes. Thanks, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It should be a whole other episode. That's fine. We can do that. Why don't we do that? that? No, yeah, that's cool. We... It's, I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. It was really cool. Listening well, you're the one that wants more fucking talk. time, so we're just going to cut it off now so you can have your own show, H. All right, cool. No, that's cool. Then we have to have Jesse on that one, too. Then, well, no, yeah, you guys are way going to be, because I I mean, okay. I, I didn't put a lot of time into those. I just didn't do it. I mean, maybe some the first two, I think. No, I, it, I, I absolutely loved being here, though, and listening to you guys talk about it, because I've only this seen, was high, like, This was high level, them. too, though. We really couldn't. <laughs> if we really wanted to get like really dark and dirty, it would we'd be yeah we the paint would be falling off the walls. Mm-hmm. That's okay, yeah, I'm totally into that. But you know, as far as the as far as the, the franchise is concerned, I mean Star Trek. I mean, I think when it comes down to I don't know about you, Michelle, it just for me it's just it's an emotional ride. Yeah, you know, it still is, and I still watch those movies, the movies, and smile. I mean, I still go up and down with those characters. I still feel their emotions, even watching the movies over and over again. I still get that. And to me, that's what makes them so great. Whether the, even the weaker films, like we're talking about Insurrection, yeah. I can still watch that. And go, oh, yeah, you know. Because the characters are so good yeah, and you like them great. so much that even when the movies aren't as good, you still enjoy yeah. watching them interact well, with each other. You want to see them. Yeah, they're you want to see the little see. moments. You yeah, know? you, you want to see what they, how they interact in this situation. Like you want right? to see Riker and Troy in the bathtub, as goofy as it is. It's just cute, like, you know, yeah. or like all their little interactions. Marina Sirtis, that's one that, that really kind of bummed me out because she came off of Star Trek like star, mm-hmm. and she got a boob job. She oh, liked, she did? That, that was her To st- make I mean, them bigger? She, yeah, she wanted to get bigger boobs, and the, the, and her she was typecast, obviously, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, we all know kind of, I mean, believe me, I watched that with very close eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know the evolution of her of her costumes. Mm-hmm. You know, and then one of the jokes was the original, like the first like season, like she looked like an intergalactic cheerleader. They called her because oh, she was yeah. wearing a little miniskirt. Yeah, she had a little like miniskirt. That. But then she kind of morphed into that beautiful bodysuit. Mm-hmm. That beautiful body. There's suit. always you could always go back to the episode where uh, they're doing space aerobics. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they got that little oh. thong suit on and shit. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh god, yeah. That was... They make fun of it in Futurama too. But I, yeah, with her. She came out of that a star, and literally her idea was, well, I, if I want to be a big star, I have to have bigger boobs because mm-hmm. she wasn't, she never was not a really well endowed woman. But I think people love. I mean, dare I say it? I think Hollywood liked her for who she was because she got the boob job done, and I think she had some plastic surgery mm-hmm. done also. Oh, geez. And it nobody wanted to work. I can't with her. recall seeing her in anything else. To be honest, not you mentioned it. No, Maybe she's she done, has been. Or, uh, she's done a couple. Um, I think she's done a couple of you know a couple of pornos. Yeah. A couple of pornos. I mean, yeah. her face changed. Well, that's yeah. her. Yeah, that doesn't that's look her like later. her at all. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Greek. Yeah, that's weird. She's yeah. yeah, she's Greek. But she had that that yeah, accent she, too. Oh, she was beautiful. That oh, probably yeah. helped. I have a question. Yeah. Uh, what did Roddenberry study in college? Did he go to college? I don't know. It's just, I, it's just a, really interesting to know because I know George Lucas studied anthropology and he loved human beings and that was what he studied in anthropology. Chris, Google and it. That's uh, American Graffiti was his like his homage to humanity. Really? Yeah. And then um, I know that I, Star Wars feels very much... Um, not that actually Mm -hmm. so i'm just wondering if roddenberry with all of the philosophy and stuff like that in star trek because i will be the one to totally admit that star wars and 
Star Trek are different on that aspect. Like, Star Trek is way more emotional and way more humanized. Mm-hmm. And then but technical. S- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. Star-, Star Wars is just you know like some well, it's kids fantasy. fighting like you guys their... i think you guys said it, it's fantasy more it's more fantasy yeah. based and that's that's the big difference is you i mean yeah star trek is fantasy still to a certain degree but oh, it's, no, a, but it's I, a harder I, sci-fi like I, michelle yeah, said absolutely. yeah it's, i mean I, different yeah, star wars has technology but they don't really explain how any of it no. works but star trek has technology and they star literally trek will about, you know, sit there and talk about it yeah yeah what is I'm, it, Chris? Come on, what's going on? I'm not on? finding anything on college, but he did die when he was 70 years old. Dang. So he was not very old. No. And he wrote a lot of TV before I Star correctly, Trek. Roddenberry okay. was a heavy smoker, too. I believe he was, He's too. A heavy smoker. I, I'm pretty um, sure you and I have talked about this before. What's that? Uh, Trek Nation. Did you watch that documentary? I have not watched that yet. Man. I should. I yeah. That's you need. That's your homework for I tonight. I, you know what? I'll well, do. Well, maybe it. not tonight because you have work tomorrow. I'm, but yeah, I'm a mess too right now. But seriously, no, that, and been... that's I wanted to know more about Gene Roddenberry because of it. And he, he talks. They talk a lot about him in general. But I mean, I have it written down somewhere, like in a notebook. That man was absolutely brilliant. I have had that movie to, you know, on my list to watch for so long, and I, and I've. It's not like I haven't had it the opportunity. It made me cry. See, that's, for real. That's what I'm... <laughs> And that's I just thought it was abs- it was just so beautiful and well, the that's and that's that he the problem said. I have because I watched I watched uh, the Spock documentary yeah and that fucked me up for like a week oh, I mean it see, really you should probably watched that probably was a great documentary it's a beautiful you documentary really good Trek Nation first <laughs> yeah because that Spock documentary just it hurt yeah it well, really hurt man. and now he's dead and yeah. I, you know that came out after he died right so so uh, what uh, it was really after weird Nemo seeing died, him right? like yeah. yeah not be Spock. Like pictures of him next to motorcycles and doing like normal right, and people like, stuff. Where are you? Yeah, well, he was another. He was another like, heavy smoker too. That's what killed yeah. him. <laughs> I mean, you see, you see, Spock sitting there with the ears on, smoking a Marlboro, mm-hmm. like you know. And I think that was always funny. I mean, the thing about Leonard Nimoy, you know, he did so much other stuff too. Um, one of the things that really bummed me out about one of my favorite radio shows here in Detroit, you know, back not not around anymore, but it was a morning show I like to listen to, and. Leonard Nimoy was really big into photography. That, that was one of his big hobbies outside of acting and stuff like that. Um, and he did a whole book on photography of, of heavy women. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, he did? Yeah, he did a whole book of photography of like That's women. Of, cool. of, 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 I, I don't want to say obese women. I mean, there was a couple. He was really into art. He was stuff. really into art, well, really into photography. But these guys interviewed him, and it really pissed fat. me off, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was really mad at fat, these guys fat. for this. Because they, they... Sorry, it is. No, you're right. You're right. But they Dang. interviewed they interviewed Leonard Nimoy on this show. <laughs> don't let anybody feel good about themselves for a second. I don't care. You should be ashamed of yourself. You don't take care of your your body. Man, we should probably cut this part out. What the I'm fuck is? Being, I'm just I'm just <laughs> being an asshole. No, it's what I do best. These two these these hosts interviewed Leonard Nimoy, and it really did bum me out because they kind of went in they kind of went at it like on a more they, you know they're they're a couple of morning douchebags trying to you know be funny and shit. So of course they're gonna take the angle. Well, they're fat chicks, right? And they're like, so what do you want to take about, you know, take pictures of fat chicks for? You know, which Leonard Nemo is a total mm-hmm. professional. He's like, right. well, look, man, everybody's beautiful. And I think these women are beautiful also. So, of course, they're chubby chaser. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And I'm like, dude, this fucking like, guy, this fucking guy has done shit that you only wish you fathom. could. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> this guy wants to take pictures of women that are overweight and beautiful lighting and do it on his own terms and put it out as a fucking book. He can do whatever right. he wants. He has the money I to ca- do it. God, is yeah. that, I want that book. He's Spock. Why don't yeah. you have that book? 
Merry Christmas. All right. <laughs> I don't even know if you can if it's in print or what. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know. You can buy it. I'm sure. Let's wrap this shit up. All right. All right, everybody. Live long and prosper. This is episode 48. We will be back next week. Questions, comments, or concerns, email me at chris at spoilerfreemoviesleuth.com. Other than that. Live long and prosper. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I am and will always be (laughs) your your friend. friend. (laughs) Live long and prosper. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com. And find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.